When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look who's here. Good morning, all. Morning, Monica. What's going on? <laughs> I was about to say, What's give it to me, see me today. There you go. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? All right. All right, let's dive into it. So exactly three minutes into the second half of the Milwaukee Bucks game against the Detroit Pistons, Giannis Antetokounmpo was ejected after being hit with a second technical foul. Why, you ask? He threw down a dunk and mean mugged Isaiah Stewart. Damian Lillard took over. He had 34 in the Bucks' two-point win over the Pistons. Staying in the East, Joel Embiid says the 76ers are on the right path after their test versus the Celtics. Philly won 106-103. Embiid finished with 27 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists for Philadelphia, 6-1, which has rattled off 6 straight wins. Uh, one sec, Stephen A, and I'll be done. Uh, let's look at the standings here. The top of the Eastern Conference is looking like it'll be a fight all season long with the Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics leading the charge, holding the top three seeds a few weeks into the season. All right, S.A., you're good, uh, and then we'll get into uh, it. Uh, before you even ask the question, let me say this to you. I'm going to call the league office today. Appreciate um, it. Um, I'm going to call the league office today. Yeah. Who the hell is paying to see the referee? That is not a reason to eject Giannis Antetokounmpo from a game. A superstar. That is ridiculous. That is, that's, that is a disservice to the fans paying to the paying customer coming to see them play. That is ridiculous. I'm, that's not the question, ladies and gentlemen out there watching. That's not what we're about to get into a debate for. But I didn't know that that was the reason I was traveling. I did not see that game. I did not know that that was the reason that Giannis Antetokounmpo got ejected from a basketball game. That is not a reason to eject a superstar basketball player who clearly the paying customer is coming to see. I know you get them 41 nights a year in a locale that is Milwaukee. I get all of that. Thank yeah. God it wasn't a road game where you only get to see him once or twice a year. But for Giannis Antetokounmpo to get ejected for that reason is ridiculous. Well, well those and it's ridiculous. Th those, those type of plays should be applauded. That's what we mm. want. That's passion. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. And this is why old heads like yourself, I mean, you don't look no, old, no, no, but you know no, what I'm saying? That we get, no, nah, but seriously, we, we, no, no, nah, you really don't. But that's why, that's why we get to the point where we talk about the league being soft because of things like that. Like, what else you want them to do? You just snatch the screws well, out the room. You, that, that is a disservice to the paying customer because when you do something like that, why, why are we coming to pay? Well, I mean, you, you got to yeah. take into consideration mm -hmm. the paying customer. It's like, damn, y'all, you ain't got to give the second technical foul. You don't have to do it. It's at yeah. the discretion of an official or whatever. You don't want to eject Giannis Antetokounmpo for, you know, because his reaction off of a play like that. That is just ridiculous. Yeah. It really I, is. When I saw this, I was like, he clearly forgot he already had one. Like, this this is an absolute mistake. Of course, it was done. You couldn't walk it back. But I agree with you. This was, like, mind-blowing. I'm with you. Yeah, egregious all around. Uh, I'll start with you here, Perk. Are the Sixers the best team in the East? What do you think? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Perk. <laughs> what do they records say? 
It says it, it says it do. They standing at the top. And here's the thing. First of all, let me start off by apologizing and saying I'm sorry to Joel and B. Because I started off the season like I wasn't familiar with his game. And I am familiar with his game. Joel Embiid is the best player in the Eastern Conference. No disrespect to Jason Tatum and no disrespect to Giannis Antetokounmpo. We're talking about the guy that is the former MVP, the reigning MVP. We're talking about the guy that led the league in scoring two straight years. Matter of fact, he's leading the league in scoring right now. 31.7. And so when I think about the Philadelphia 76ers, they got the cancer out the locker room. I'm watching this team right now, and I'm watching them play with great joy. I love the pickup of Nicholas Batum. I love what he brings to the table, and I want to apologize again because I am familiar with Nick Nurse, a guy that bought a championship, a coach that bought a championship to Toronto. And ooh, oh, Tyrese Maxey standing on business. And I said this yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it right now. Not only is Tyrese Maxey doing his thing and auditioning to get a big payday this upcoming offseason, not only is Tyrese Maxey auditioning to, to, to show the world that he should be in the conversation with the likes of John Morant, Anthony Edwards, Luka Doncic, but Tyrese Maxey is on the verge of saving the Philadelphia 76ers. Because Joel Embiid, if I'm watching, if I'm Joel Embiid. You ain't leaving Maxi. I'm not leaving Maxi. I'm Maxie. not leaving Maxi. And the way that this team is constructed right now, I have to say, and me looking at the, the, the lack of depth that the Celtics got and, 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 and all the things that are going on in Milwaukee, and when I say – and, and when I say all the things, I'm looking at them, they, the chemistry is not there. I know it's going to take time. But this team right now, the Philadelphia 76ers, they're for real. And right now, I must say, I have to apologize to them because we crowned the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. But as of right now today, mm. hell yeah, they're the best team well, in the East. Today, if you're saying today, I don't think anybody can disagree with you. They just beat Boston. And they were tied with for the best record in the East. I mean, and obviously they won last night. So I get where you're coming from. But in terms of overall being the best team in the East, I'm going to still go with Boston instead of Philadelphia. But I will tell you this. Here's the reason why you look at Philadelphia the way that you are. Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid, they're the only duo in the league averaging 25-5. and five. So that's number one. Tyrese Maxey, 12th, I mean, the best in the NBA. Catch and shoot threes, 74%, 14-19 from threes. Catch and shoot threes with a minimum of 15 attempts, obviously. By the way, Tyrese Maxey is just balling, and he's putting them on notice. Listen, that was one of the reasons I was encouraging them to get rid of James Harden. I'm like, wait a minute. Give the ball to Tyrese Maxey. I think he's ready. Let him show you that he's ready. And then when you look at his assist-to-turnover ratio, 6.13 to 1. Assist-to-turnover mm -hmm. ratio. The brother is balling right now. And then you got Nick Nurse. You just gave him love. They were the 12th slowest pace in the NBA last year. Now they're the 12th fastest in terms of pace. So they're getting more opportunities. They're pushing the ball up the court. They're playing at a faster pace. Give credit where credit is due. But I'm still not going to say they're better than Boston over one regular season win. I think that when you look at Boston's collective starting five, I think that's more potent than Philadelphia right now. It's just that Embiid and Maxi are playing at an elite level. And we got to give them their props and their love. Can you sustain that over the course of an entire regular season? 
and finally get yourself out of the Eastern Conference semifinals playoffs. That Come part. talk to me when they do that. I don't think That's they the do part. that yet. Come talk to me when they do that. That's the part, Stephen A. And listen, we can make this a whole maxi moment, maxi segment, whatever you want to call it. He has eight turnovers in seven games so far this season. He has been terrific and deserves to get paid, and Joel Embiid should not leave him. But I'm not quite ready to go there in terms of them this being the best team in the East. Perk, I like the way you hedged it. As Stephen A. has taught us, do you believe that today? Fine. But when we talk big picture, I'm actually still banking that the Milwaukee Bucks figure this thing out. It has not been good to start. It has been very clunky. But to a degree, we should have expected that because you got a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard who have played with the basketball in their hands. And defensively, they have a plethora of issues right now. However... It's still very early, and I think when I look at that roster, that experience, a former MVP, a champion, the whole bit in terms of what they have, I think the Bucks will be the best team in the East down the stretch. Well, well let me counter both of y'all and say this. One thing about Tyrese Maxey on the, on the defensive side of things, I watched him last night, hell of a chase down block, I believe it was, on Drew Holiday, switched on Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown tried the tomato chest. He took the contact offensive foul, went verticality on another play. Derrick White got a big block. So his defensive impact is another thing. Secondly, Tobias Harris is balling right now. He's averaging about 19 points, shooting 60% from the field. Now, here's the thing that I will say. The 76ers can, can get better. See, that trade for James Harden, right, like, you get Nicholas Batum, you get Covington, you get uh, uh, Mor uh, Marcus Morris, and you get some assets, okay? Yep. Now, you could wait. You could wait because now Philadelphia is eye candy. And we all know that Darryl Moore is one of the most aggressive GMs ever, for us ever in the history of the NBA. And he's not afraid to pull the trigger. So now when you get closer to the trade deadline, right, and you're starting to see those other disgruntled stars out there, like a DeMar DeRozan, like a Zach Levine, maybe a Pascal Siakam. And you can add a piece because, remember, the Philadelphia 76ers, it's not that much. In, before the season started, I said this. It's not that much separation between them and the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks right now. But as of right now, as of right now, they're the best team in the Eastern Conference because they have the best player in the Eastern Conference in Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's leading the league in scoring right now. Last two years he's done. He's averaging 31.7 now. We get all of that. But in the same breath, let's not act like there's an ocean apart. I mean, Giannis did average 31 and 12 last year. I mean, he was yes, right he there for crying out loud. And he's no slouch right uh, now. He was well, injured. Well, 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 not only was he not, well, not only was he not 100%, he does have a championship on his resume to show for it. We still wait for Joel Embiid to get to a conference finals for the first time in his career. So I'm just saying, we know the talent that is Joel Embiid, uh, and we know the talent that is Tyrese Maxey. But as the season wanes and attrition kicks in, we've seen Giannis elevate. We've seen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown elevate. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen that from Joel Embiid yet. I know how big time he is, but he's got something to prove. And the eighth or ninth game into the season ain't cutting it for me. We know what he can do this time of year. What you doing in May and June? That's what May, actually, because he hasn't seen June. We got to find that out. Oops. Monica, let me ask you this, dive in further here. Is Harden's departure the primary reason for Philly's success? Yeah. I would say so. I simply put, Molly, just because you now have an organization that is all pulling in the same direction. I praised James Harden endlessly last year 
for shifting his game in order to play more of a point guard role as facilitator as opposed to score. Tons of credit. But at this point, he had become a huge distraction, taking up space, taking up energy, like it's just not working. Now everybody's pulling in the same direction. Tyrese, Mas Tyrese Maxey has been unleashed. I agree with you, Perk, on two things that you said today in terms of Maxey. And I have long thought that there was something there, or there was more there, I should say, with Tobias Harris in terms of the opportunity to contribute to this Sixers squad. So... Yeah, you just you clean it up and everybody well, can move in one direction. Le let me say this about James Harden. And if he's watching, that I hope he accepts this in the spirit that is given because I'm not trying to insult him. I'm just trying to highlight the narrative. There's no question about James Harden's ability to play. Correct. There's a whole bunch of questions about his willingness to play. When Kendrick Perkins comes on national television and he goes off about James Harden the way he did to start up the show, you didn't go off on him because of his abilities. You went off because there was evidence showing you that he hadn't shown up at key pivotal moments he was supposed to show up. You show up if you can drop 40-plus in a game two and in a game five. What the hell was wrong with you in game six and seven? That's really the issue, and that's what we're talking about. So if you're watching James Harden, that's the issue. It's people literally saying you quit. And you didn't care or you had other things you cared about more than care about performing in a key pivotal moment. That's the demon that he has to eradicate against his name more so than his ability perk. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. And, and I'm not going to keep beating on James Harden because like our brother Marcus Spears always say, once a person show you who they are, you got to believe them. And well, actually, 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 Marcus Spears that stole that from Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, he said, he said, he, he says it on TV a lot. Like, he the one that bought it. But but he needs to say, I got it from Maya Angelou. I'm going to try to sell it. I'm going to say, all I know is right now, all I know is right now, the 76ers, Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey in my Drewski Boys, they standing on business. business. I saw business. On business. Bid. 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 Clearly. Bid. Business. Coming up. Mom, you guys uh, are the best. Eminem. Eminem. You get it right. Yes. What happened? <laughs> Come on, Stephen. Now you know, baby. I ain't had no kettlebells in a couple days. I've been busy. I get the shoulders. The shoulders. You should see the back. I mean, come on. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy, and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles 
sales on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. All right, all four AFC North teams have pivotal matchups in Week 10, beginning with the Bengals, who take on the Texans with Joe Burrow hoping to lead their team to their fifth consecutive win since Week 5. The Steelers host the Packers. They look to continue their winning ways as well. The Steelers have won their last five home games versus Green Bay, with their last loss coming in 1970 when Bart Starr was the Packers' quarterback. How about them, Apple? You like that history there, Dan. I like uh, The my. Browns and that's Ravens. That's a mad dog. That's a yeah, mad dog. Yeah, really mad. throwing it back. <laughs> on a Thursday, fellas. The Browns and Ravens and ladies face off in a battle of two of the best defenses in the NFL with the Browns allowing the third fewest points per game and the Ravens allowing the fewest this season. All four AFC North teams have at least five wins this season with the Ravens leading the way at 7-2. and two. However, the Browns, Steelers, and Bengals all sit closely behind, as you can see right there, at 5-3 and three, with the Bengals being one of the league's best teams since week Dan Orlovsky, Kimberly A. Martin back here with us. Kmart, talk to me. Uh, will the AFC North get four teams into the playoffs? You know, Dan, I don't know if you're aware. I'm going to throw up. Molly, I yeah. don't know if you guys are aware. Um, but a few months ago in the offseason, I was asked to give a bold prediction. Kmart, you're so smart. You cover, you cover the NFL so well. What do you think is going to happen this season? And I said, you know what, guys? Were those guys? things you actually said? Yes. Um, I said, you know what, guys? I think all four AFC North teams will make the playoffs. And everybody looked at me, including Daniel, and scoffed, laughed in my face, and said, <laughs> that is crazy. And now it's November, guys, and I'm feeling, dare I say, quite brilliant. Um, Call me Miss Cleo. Call me now. Um, no, like here's honestly, it's week, it's week 10, week 9. It's far too early to say for sure, but I'm going to say yes because that was my bold preseason prediction. I need prediction. you to do that West Indian accent again, though. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was pretty good. We're just trying to find a way yeah, to get mine. Stephen A to smile. We're just trying to no, get Stephen, Stephen A to Stephen A, hold up one sec. Stephen A, Dan keeps saying that you and I are cranky. Yeah, you He's and Molly like, got You guys are in today. such bad moods today. <laughs> like, what's face. wrong with you? I mean. No, it's not, it's, not, it's, it's not because of you. I'm a little cranky. Certain people got on my nerves, but it's all right. I mean, it's not. it was yesterday. That's not I mean, today. Here I'm bringing, you know, I'm, I'm bringing I'm just, this I'm just, I'm just holding vibes. on to it. No, your no, delivery no. has been impeccable. You might carry on. Sorry. You, 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 she she can carry on. I, I give it to you. This is a shining day for you. You, you should enjoy it. You should <laughs> hold Kimberly, on to it. you literally you live know? in Cleveland and Baltimore. Okay. So and you got no. a little inside no. the group on this whole prediction. No, here's why. I'm because I cover these teams, yeah. and I know that the Browns, the Ravens, they have impeccable defenses, Right. When I've covered the Steelers enough to know that when people are looking at them and saying, gosh, this team is terrible. Yes, offensively, they struggle. Offensively, they are inconsistent. One minute, it's Matt Canada's play calling. The next, Kenny Pickett can't connect with his wide receivers. But I've watched enough of these AFC North teams to know that this is the best division in football. And at some point, we're going to have this happen. All four teams from one division are going to make it. And I think okay. this can be the group based on the defenses. 
All right, that's fine. That's fine. It's happened in 2020, and it happened last year with the NFC East where three teams made it. It happened in 2020 with the AFC North where three teams made it. I still believe you're going to be wrong. You're right now. It looks good now. If the players were to begin the day, all four teams are in now. The reason why I would remind you that we disagreed with you was because the AFCA was so potent. We saw talent all over the place in L.A., in Kansas City, in Jacksonville, obviously with Cincinnati, Baltimore. More obviously with New York because Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be healthy, obviously with Miami and Buffalo as well. That's how we viewed it. But nevertheless, at this particular moment in time, it is an utter shock. That Mike Tomlin, as great as he has been, um, the model of consistency that he has been, it's it's other shocking that he has the Steelers at five and three with how anemic and pathetic that offense has looked for the vast majority of this season. I don't believe it will last. I don't believe that the Steelers will be able to get over as much as they have thus far. But I give Mike T props and I give you props thus far for being right, Kimberly. Yeah. Season ends in January, though, not today. So I don't think all four get in. Um, I do think the Steelers somehow get to six and three this weekend. To your points, DNA versus Green Bay. Because I don't think Jordan Love's playing good football. Um, right. I, this is why. So in relation to my answer of no, number one, Pittsburgh at some point is going to have to play offensive football in the first three quarters. Yeah. I, I give them credit. T.J. Watt and Highsmith keep them in games. Mika Fitzpatrick keeps them in games, and then Kenny Pickett is clutch. At some point, that's going to catch up to them. Cleveland. Although I thought this past weekend might have been one of the better games for Deshaun Watson, and certainly I thought the touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, the bomb, was maybe his best play as a Brown. we got to see if that play consistently mm-hmm. starts to get better and the health of his shoulder. Um, so Kansas City, we know, is in the West. And then South is more than likely Jacksonville. We'll see what happens with Houston, Tennessee, which Will Levis, but those two are in. I think it comes down to, like, do we have more faith in, like, a Buffalo or a Pittsburgh, because it, it, yeah. you know at some point yeah. like it, that's a, a Cleveland or a Pittsburgh or, mm-hmm. or, a, or excuse me a Cleveland or a Miami. Mm-hmm. So I think I still believe that Buffalo and Miami are going to have something to say into that conversation more so than Pittsburgh or Cleveland as that fourth team in. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift. Just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, You know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. 
If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. What a little Thursday night football, ladies and gentlemen. Panthers taking on the Bears in Chicago. Bryce Young looking to get back on track after a three-interception performance against the Colts. will face a Bears team that will be without Justin Fields once again. Sports betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh joins us with his best bets. We still got his music. You went 2-1 last week, and you are 12-9-1 this season overall. Joe, it's our pleasure as always, sir. Doing great. Molly, I'm actually in Bristol this week, and before I came on with you guys, I walked by the site of the famous 2019 incident in which a wild turkey flew through an office window, which I believe belonged to Stephen A. Smith. That is true. That is true. Yes, it is. Isn't that, that is hilarious? True. Thank God I wasn't the there. Thank God I wasn't there. A wild turkey That's would right. fly through. It happened to be Stephen Ain't A.'s something? office. Ain't that, that something? Is right through my office. Hilarious. That is okay. absolutely true. It happened. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's start with tonight's game. Panthers-Bears. What's the best play here, Joe? So, unders have been fantastic in primetime games this year. I'm going the other way. I'm going to play the over of 38 points here. We have two awful defenses in this matchup. Both teams rank bottom five in defensive efficiency. Both teams rank bottom five in defensive EPA. Carolina is without pass rusher Brian Burns, cornerback C.J. Henderson out as well, and this is a Panthers team that has struggled all year to defend the run. 38 points isn't a lot. I don't need two juggernaut offenses. I just need a few scoring drives, and I believe we get that here tonight, so I'm going over 38 points. I totally agree with you, and I'd like to add this part. I'm not going to waste another second talking about Chicago and Carolina on national television. <laughs> Stephen A., you love on. Thursday night football. You've always been mm -hmm. consistent with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think the players love the beat up on their body either. Joe, Niners looking to end a three-game skid in Jacksonville. What's the game plan here, Joe? Yeah, the Niners are going to be the play. I think three is cheap. The bye is coming at the perfect time for San Francisco. They had lost three straight. They were banged up. Well, now they're healthy. Those three losses they had came against teams that were all very good running the ball. Cleveland, Minnesota, Cincinnati all ran the ball well in those games. That's not what Jacksonville does. They're 14th in rushing. They're outside the top 20 in yards per rushing attempt. So if you can't run the ball against San Francisco, you're going to struggle a little bit. Keep in mind, as hot as Jacksonville's been during that five-game winning streak, four of those opponents ranked outside the top 20 in offensive EPA. San Francisco ranks third in the NFL in offensive EPA. As they say in boxing, styles make fights. I think stylistically this is a bad matchup for Jacksonville. The Niners bounce back here. I completely disagree with you. I think this is a good matchup for Jacksonville. I think that they're one of the top three teams in terms of forced turnovers with about 18 this year. So they, they, they're they opportunistic defensively. Offensively, they've gone away from trying to rely and trialing on Trevor Lawrence. They're giving the ball to Travis Etienne. I think that's going to work effectively for them. Not that the 49ers are the easiest defense to run on. But the bottom line is you can get an edge on San Francisco earlier rather than later. And when Brock Purdy is behind, he is an entirely different quarterback. There's like a 30% drop off in his percentage when he's trailing. I take those things into consideration, and I think Jacksonville wins this game. Joe, we've been talking about the AFC North all morning. Critical showdown when the Browns face the Ravens. What's the best play here? 
I'll land the six with Baltimore. I think this should be minus seven, so I see value inside of a touchdown. These two got together back in week four. Baltimore went to Cleveland, hung 28 on them. Now, people will say, well, there was no Deshaun Watson in that game. Deshaun Watson hasn't been that great this season. 62% completions. He's turning the ball over too much this year. He's taken too many sacks. The Cleveland defense has been a big story. Jim Schwartz has done a great job with this unit. But on the road, they've struggled. They got lit up by Indianapolis. They got lit up by Seattle. They got lit up earlier in the season, like I talked about in that Baltimore game. That was at home. I think the Baltimore offense is clicking on all cylinders right here. If this were seven, it's a pass. But at six, I'm on the Ravens. So am I. We're right there. We're going with that. Definitely going right. with the Ravens with you right now, the way they've been blowing. And they're on their home turf. This was Cleveland, I'd feel differently. In Baltimore, I'm rolling with you. Yeah, they've been unreal. All right, to college quickly here. Number three, Michigan. And we all know about this. At number 10, Penn State. Joe? Over 44 and a half points. I think a lot of people are going to look to the under in this game because both teams want to run. Both teams realize they're going to struggle to run the ball against each other. I think they turn the tables and they both come out throwing, which is great for us if we're going to bet over 44.5 points. Penn State's offense has finally woken up 67 points over their last six quarters. Granted, it's against Indiana and Maryland, but keep in mind that Michigan, while they've looked great statistically this year, they haven't played anybody yet, and they are on the road. Over 44.5 is my play here. All right. I agree with you there as well. Okay, listen. Stephen A., Joe's got a busy day ahead of him, so he might want to head to the calf right now. You know, you're out That's there in right. Bristol. Go to the, the Bristol calf. The line gets calf. long. The food's the very good. Long. The line does get long. You want to get there right. early, Joe. There's also Starbucks right next door. You want to get caffeinated. Because, Stephen A., I don't know if you know, Joe's a part of a new show. So be sure to check out Joe's ESPN radio show. We already know about this, Carlin versus Joe. That's today at 12. And you can also see him tomorrow. The launch of ESPN Bet Live. Wow. That's going to be 6 Eastern on ESPN2. That's a great time slot, Joe. You better bring We're the looking A game, forward buddy. To it. It's going to be We're great. We're looking forward well, to it. A lot of action for the weekend. To. We love right. listening to you on this show, so I know the audience is going to love listening to you over the airwaves. Keep it up, big boy. Keep it up. Absolutely. The best to you and the team on the debut. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Oh, we got an Orlovs key. Look at that blue suit dazzling. Dan, what's the key to the huge AFC North battle, the Browns versus the Ravens this weekend? Yeah, this Ravens defense has been fantastic. Can Deshaun Watson build on last week's performance against Arizona? And I know it's Arizona, but their defense has actually been solid this year. And I saw some flashes in that game of a little bit of Houston, Deshaun. Some of the athleticism, some of the throws down the field, the connection that he has with Amari, Co- Amari Cooper definitely grew and is growing. So he's healthy. First game back in a while. 
Can he kind of replicate that and even make, take it to another level? Because it wasn't perfect by any means. But if he can do that, I think that this Cleveland team that is ideally equipped to play defense can bounce back from the first time these two teams played and they got drummed by Baltimore and, and have a, a very good and kind of contested game this weekend. All right, looking forward to it. Ravens are favored by six. Wow. Well, yeah, that's surprising. You want to get in on this uh, key, yes, Stephen I, Yes, I, okay. yes, I did real it. quick. Uh, I want to say this to Dan. I'm kind of disappointed. I shouldn't say disappointed, but I, I, I want to hear you say Deshaun Watson may be holding the championship in his hands. Cleveland's defense is elite. They That's are true. big time. If this brother steps up and shows any kind of semblance of what he once was, they could go to the Super Bowl. They're I that agree. good. I agree. They're that good. And so to me, it's like, okay, yeah, he's showing flashes. Come on, man. Enough, enough's enough. You know, you you, you you got back you got chest, back with about bro. six Say games, five games or so. Got back about five games left in last season after all the troubles that you went through. You had a full training camp, full off season to get ready. I mean, there's no excuses now. Not with this team. Hold you you you're holding the future of this franchise in the balance. They made the investment in you, 230 million guarantee, potentially 246 million dollars overall. We know it's the largest contract in NFL history. You got this going on, and your defense is big time. We thought it was going to be about you, but we've mm -hmm. seen the Cleveland Browns really, really balling at an elite level on the defensive side of the ball. If you yeah. can give them anything, Deshaun Watson, yeah. Cleveland got a this. shot. Steven, Steven's like a 97 Honda. Like he just had to, like he just had to warm up. You just need some time to warm up we and get, get the going. Belt going. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Like alternating, yeah, yeah. We got. I usually come ready, but when people irritate me from time to time, my attitude's gonna change I'm from time to time. By this. So, I'm so I need to just say one thing. You're hilarious. I love Steven. Steven, you just got compared to a 97 Honda. That is hilarious. You know, oh my goodness. Listen, I've never she can use that Honda. analogy. We all know. We all know you I'm a Lamborghini. I used to have an Acura. An Acura? Yeah. yeah. You come across as an Acura girl. Really? Yeah. I had an Acura. I had a Nissan Stanza. A 19. I had a Mercury yeah, Topaz. Wow. You What's know that? that's bad. I had a Mercury Topaz. That was my I first car. I need Mercury to Google Topaz. that right no. now. I wish we told producers <laughs> that we had full screens of all these cars. Mercury. Right. What did you? What was your and, first and, car? And, and uh, by the Jeep way, Wrangler. and by the way, and, and Dan, oh, and Dan, that's like a great it was, car. It was a, a It was a 1985 Mercury Topaz that I was driving around in the 90s. He ain't getting no girls in that car. <laughs> Well, Do you know that I, he I, was I, a DJ? I, I did, Wait, actually. he was like a love DJ yeah. on the radio. <laughs> Smooth no, sound. I, I did not just get the producer in my ear. I got the CP too, so I'm I, I'm in trouble. We gotta move on, guys. I gotta get focused. We gotta move on. Okay, well, he can he can tell his DJ stories another and day. Now, All right, Patrick Mahomes leads the way as the favorite to win MVP with plus three, 25 odds with Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson trailing slightly behind at plus 375. The top five rounds out with two and. Joe Burrow with the next best odds. Okay. Kimberly, mm -hmm. who is the halfway point? It's a special first take award that we're going to crown today, <laughs> so let's make it special. Who is the halfway point MVP? This was actually really hard for me because, as we talked about earlier, nobody's run away with this. I think on in either conference. I don't think there's a clear winner. So I'm just going to go with the quarterback for the team with the best record, and, and that's Jalen Hurts. 
he has not looked like Jalen of last year, but if people are going to argue A.J. Brown should get consideration, as Harry Douglas did earlier on Get Up, I'm going to point to the fact that who is the guy throwing him the football? Who is the guy when the Eagles step onto the field? Who is the guy that you look at and say, he's the difference in most of these games? It is Jalen Hurts. When you go back and think about his record over the last 27 games, he's 25-2. and two. When you look at how he fares against teams with winning records, he's 10-0 since 2022. So, I will just say Jalen Hurts. Okay. Dan? For me? Oh, you want to go, go ahead. I think, me personally speaking, I mean, even though Joe Burrow has come on strong as of late with this four-game winning streak, and I don't think we can ignore that, I got to roll with what I'm seeing from Lamar Jackson. Oh. I mean, the, the wow. brother, the way that, I mean, the, you know, leading the league in completion percentage and rushing the football from the quarterback position. We haven't seen a quarterback do that since 1994 when Steve Young did it. Um, obviously, they're 6-2. and two. They got a couple of inexplicable losses on their resume. I get that. But the way that their defense is playing as of now, com you know, combined with what the Lamar Jackson is giving to you, with Odell Beckham Jr. having not been able to give you what you anticipated and expected with the one-year $15 million deal that he got, obviously, in, you know, in part because of injury to some degree, but also getting himself acclimated to a new system. The one person that hasn't missed a beat is Lamar Jackson. As a matter of fact, he was struggling with completion percentage last year. He got his bag, and he's playing better now than he did when he was in pursuit of his bag. And so I look at it from that perspective, along with how formidable Baltimore looks overall, and I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson at this particular moment in time because I do think he's looked a bit better than Jalen Hurts. Yes. So I misunderstood the question because I'm stupid, and I gave the, answer, the, the producers my wrong answer. So <laughs> hang with me here. Mid-season MVP, like if I had to pick one human right now, I would pick A.J. Brown. Because As opposed to like an animal? If you were going to, I mean. You said human. When when human. If I had to pick a mammal right now, I would pick A.J. Brown because the historical <laughs> and dominant performance. It, it is, hey, just throw him the ball and good things are going to happen. I think because of the, the, to Kimberly's point, like the, the knee with Jalen, I still am hesitant about, fingers crossed, that it's not bigger than maybe being led on. And some of the turnovers that he's had that are uncharacteristic, but some of those, I, I give the nod to AJ just because his performance has felt so absolutely dominant and coming off of last week with Tua and Tyreek, maybe not having their impact. So if I had to pick one now, it would be AJ. Foreshadowing it and trying to like, get ahead of it, I would have picked Joe Burrow for the guy that I think is going to end up winning it. Because he's finally healthy, because that team got to 3-3 three and three before the bye. The last two weeks, he's got a big game this week against Houston. I think they win that. But because of uh, finally like the way he's trending, I think Joe Burrow is going to end up with like 30 touchdowns and like seven interceptions. I actually talked with Kyle Allen yesterday, who's the backup in Buffalo. And he, obviously, they played this past Sunday night, and he was like, it was like demoralizing watching him play from the sideline. It was just hit after hit after hit. And when Joe is on the ball, it, it seems right all the time. And so if I was going to like pick somebody who I think is actually going to win it midway, I think it's going to be Joe. Interesting. I would actually say end of season, I think the winner will actually be Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. And and I hate leaning on Baltimore because I'm not trying to overshadow or overlook what Joe Burrow and the Bengals have done. I think you never can count out the Bengals. But just because Joe Burrow has regained that Joe Burrow-ness that yeah. he used yeah. to have, 
that doesn't discount what the Baltimore Ravens have done. And I think Stephen A. laid out a brilliant argument as to why Lamar is playing even better. I think Lamar Jackson's numbers at the end of the season will surpass his MVP numbers from 2019 when he was the unanimous MVP pick. Hey, guys, it really comes down to this. When these brothers go up against one another, it may decide yeah. league MVP. Yeah. Burrow or, or Jackson. Yeah. Baltimore, Baltimore saw it since he yeah. week two, Stephen A., but we know Joe wasn't healthy. Right. So, like, that right. obviously is going to be a very interesting game. Hopefully both those guys stay healthy the next time they play. That's yeah. right. Are you a little concerned about Philly? I just want to pull up the schedule because we talked about this with Shannon and yeah. uh, Stephen A. On Monday and Tuesday, we were talking about the Cowboys, right? Yeah. The Cowboys have an easy schedule compared to Philly here. But just look at this. At Chiefs, Bills, yep. Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. Yes. So, one, I'm not concerned about the Philadelphia Eagles when it comes to Dallas. I don't think Dallas, when it matters, can actually beat Philly because I think Philly takes Micah Parsons out of the game. I am concerned with Philly in this regard. They have really bad matchups on defense way too consistently. I did a tape on NFL Live about this. If you go back to that Dallas game, it's not just that game, but so often they're playing man coverage. And you will. And the guy who's playing it by far the best for them is Darius Slay. And Darius Slay will be covering like a number three wide receiver, and they'll have a linebacker covering a wide receiver. Or they'll have a, a, a rookie safety in Sidney Brown covering CeeDee Lamb. Or Reed Blakenship covering CeeDee Lamb. And Darius Slay is just covering somebody else, a tight end. So I, that's my big concern with Philadelphia. It's not their turnovers. I think Jalen and that offense kind of hone into that. My, my concern is, you know, when they're playing man coverage, like they should be in significantly better matchup situations. And even pre-snap, that's if you just watch that team and we're honest about their defense, you're sitting there going, why is Darius Slay covering a tight end and all these other guys covering the number one wide receiver? They defensively have to get that figured out. Is Stephen A going? Should I? Should I'm I, good. Should I take I'm good. You go, Kim. So Kimberly. here's what's interesting. Um, you mentioned Kansas City. When you look at the Eagles' schedule, and all I hear is, oh, this is a tough schedule. Okay, week to week, if you are picking, who's going to win those games? Against Chiefs, Eagles. You want to pick the Chiefs? Okay, fine. Buffalo, Eagles. I, I would pick the Eagles. I would San, Francisco, San Francisco. Like, Stephen A was literally, we just had a segment where we're talking about, do you think they can beat the Jaguars this week? Dallas, Dan, you just You would said, pick them over the Chiefs at Kansas City? No, 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 no. Pick okay. the, you can pick the Chiefs over the Eagles, but Buffalo, that's a team that right now, not yes. in the playoff picture, looking at a lot of concerns in Buffalo. 49ers, we just had a segment about they're playing the Jaguars. Do we believe in the 49 If the 49ers lose this week, whoa, fall from grace, right? That's what we just said. Dallas, Dan, you just said – I. Looking at these teams, I don't see Dallas being the Eagles. Then Seattle. We've talked about how this is a very good team, but do you trust them to go the distance? So when I look at the Eagles' schedule, yeah. now I don't know how it'll end up, but each week, more than likely, I'm picking the Eagles. That's why this schedule, I don't think it's as crazy and, and difficult as people are making it sound. Listen, I think that you got three road games, you got two home games. I think the Eagles can win both home games against Buffalo, against San Francisco on their home turf, and I think they can win one of those road games, whether it be at Kansas City, at Dallas, at Seattle, if not two of them. So I say, you know, case scenario, 3-2 record over the next five games. I could see the Eagles pulling that off, still leaving them in the lead. Still leaves them, still keeps them at the one seed. two games against New York and at Arizona. So, so. Yes, so to Stephen, to Stephen A's point, if they go three and two, they probably yeah. keep the one seed. I just want you two to both know you're really on your A game today. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know a day where I'm not. I mean, you know. Man, you're turning into Stephen A. I know. That's that why bring your A game. Doesn't mean just it's always going to play out that way. Just, we bring our A game, Moss. Just take the compliment. If we're breathing, we bring it, our A game. It's, it, he just can't. You, just, that you literally just killed it just, where I wish we could, like, rewind back. And you're then, just trying and to make up for me. not calling me a real man last week. She was on Dan, point, though. She Dan, was on point with that. Can I ju- Wait, are we doing that next topic, Nick? Next break? Okay, I, I'd like to explain myself on that subject, and I hope America stays, because it's important. It's a valuable lesson. We always bring our A game. I'm That's d- our mindset, Miles. Listen, I'm done with you. I need a timeout. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Okay, Dan, tell us how everyone went in first class. You have like two seconds. Uh, work paid for mine, and I bid on my wife's ticket, so instead of spending You won the 12, lottery pretty yeah. much, so that's how it happened. $12,000, it cost me like 2400 Okay. But there's no guarantee with the bidding. Yeah, that's part of life. Can I, I just want to uh, explain to America the only reason uh, I had a hard time. It doesn't matter if you fly first class commercially, you take the bus, I don't care. It was that you were going to be in the front of the you plane were. and your wife was in the in back. In the back. That is why I that's said to you, triggering. you need to be a real man. Yeah, I just felt like chivalry was dead at that moment. Yeah. So I apologize for my words. He's not apologizing If either. they hurt no. you and they I were think, a little bit harsh. No, nah, nothing. But no. that's no. what it was about. I felt like you guys should be like in I think the big takeaway is I'm the 99% and you three are the one. Wow. Wow. Damn right I'm the one (laughs) percent.